Our reading is in the second chapter of St. Luke's Gospel, beginning at verse 8. The shepherds and the angels. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. This is the word of the Lord. We want to be part of that wonderful worship, which is offering glory to God, starting here and will never end. Sometimes our services may go on, Lord, but we don't want that one to end. Come, dear Lord, and catch us up into that beautiful spirit of your very presence. For you say, Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. Be with us, speak with us. Change us today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Do sit down. Now, I am hoping that you have had a wonderful Christmas and that you had one or two very special presents. Now, I don't know if the message got out at all to say, if you wanted to and you had remembered and it wasn't too much of a rush in the morning, you might have brought a a present with you. Did anybody manage either to choose a present or remember to bring it? Yes, hallelujah. Faith is rewarded. Please wave your present and tell me what it is. Great. Okay, Michael, what about you you brought? A beautiful scarf to keep you warm in the chilly winds. Yes, what did you have? Oh, no, stand up on the chair because I want you to... Lovely jumper. Jumper and shirt. Now, both of you stand on your chairs... Right up on the chair. I will allow. Andrew isn't here. He won't know. Look, uh, give us a twirl because you've got England rugby. Well, they need all the prayer they can get, I know. Okay, that's brilliant. Oh, here's one. What did you get? Ooh, help. 
may the Lord's force be with you. <laughs> and are there anyone on this side? Can't let them all win on that side. No? Oh, yes, 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 great. What have you got? Let's have a look. A full set of C deepers. Now that's what I call pop, and that's what I call a party. And I think that's a good sign of where we're heading, my friends. Better get used to it. <laughs> uh, just to balance up this side, I brought one as well. And it's on this side. It's, um, it's hard to choose the best present, isn't it? Certainly the biggest one I've got. I thought if the wind blows, I'll put this as a doorstop. But it's a lovely book called Why the West Rules for Now. For Now. Because it looks like from north to south and from west to east. Watch this space. But I quite liked it because, if I can make a corny joke, uh, they were talking about, uh, well, it was John Lewis, forgive me if I mentioned a phrase, uh, who started talking about the perfect present. And it made me think, you who do, did you ever get a little bit tense yesterday? If you think about tenses and the perfect present, the perfect is the past tense. And the present is the present tense. And that's what our faith is. That happy connection between then and now. Okay, so that's my sort of little thoughtful pun for the moment. The perfect present. Now, you think I'm making it up, don't you? Well, here is John Lewis, present perfect. Well, you can do it both ways. Now, what do you think is the perfect present? Well, naturally, I'm thinking that the shepherds found the perfect present when they came to the stable and found the manger. And Martin Luther said an interesting thing. You go to the manger to find the baby, just as you go to the scriptures to find the Lord. And so that is what the shepherds found, God's perfect present for us in our lives. And I wonder why you think it's so wonderful Well, we had a clue, and we heard that the beautiful gift of Jesus is announced by the angels. For you today, in the town of David, there is born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. We heard that uh, in the way Jesus wants to save us from all sorts of awful things in the past. But he also wants to save us for wonderful things now and forever. So save from and save for. And if you start to think about those two thoughts, you'll begin to see why Jesus is such a brilliant saviour. I saw a film last night, well, the start of it. It came on rather quickly after Match of the Day, I have to confess. And it was called The Guardian. And it reminds me of a phrase in the Bible, you have returned to the guardian and shepherd of your souls. It was a story of the United States Coast Guard. And they got a terrible SOS from a fishing vessel that had got into big trouble in a massive storm. And they sent out the helicopter. And this brave guy goes down on the wire. And not just that, with his breathing kit, he detaches himself He goes and swims and rescues this poor fisherman who's running out of breath and then drags him back and they send down a lovely basket and he sends him up to the helicopter. And I thought that was a brilliant picture of what happens at Christmas. 
Jesus, laying aside his glory, comes down to the storm in which we are. And we may be struggling for breath to keep going. But Jesus wraps us round with his arms of love. And if we will let him, he will take us to be with God and to glory forever. And who knows how you would feel after that. A friend of mine, Amiel, at the Abbey, got cut off with an incoming tide. And she wasn't sure what would happen. A friend managed to see her, phoned for the chopper. And that big yellow seeking helicopter came. And a guy came out and winched her back. And she was presented to us on the front lawn of Lee Abbey. It was a miracle. And very noisy one. And when she was unstrapped and came out, she said, how can I ever thank you? And he said, "Um, you'll find a way. And that's what I want you to have in your hearts. Because today, of course, we're thinking about thank you letters, aren't we? It's wonderful to have had the gift, but now it's time to say thank you. Thank you can sometimes be a chore. We don't know where to start or what to say. But actually, when you stop and think how wonderful the present is, you want to see what love inspired the giver then gradually you'll find something come up inside you which will long to say, how can I ever thank you? St. Paul called it, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. And you know what? I heard another Paul say that on Christmas morning. There was a lovely lady sitting about there and she had some ama- a hat with some amazing lights which flashed. Did you see that hat? You didn't. You missed a treat. Anyway, and Paul said, this is a... a, 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 I don't have the words to describe that hat. (laughs) And that's it. I said, you've stolen my talk, actually, Paul, because that's what I want to say about Jesus. We don't have the words to say thank you for that gift. But I want you to help me. Because it's time we wrote a thank you letter to God, don't you think? Not a chore or a bore, but a great joy. After all, in the good book it says, they feared a great fear when they first saw the angels coming. And then they were invited to rejoice with a great joy. From a great fear to a great joy. And that is what inspires us to say thank you. Now, I was told this morning by someone who knows that those shepherds, I doubt, could really write a thank you letter. Do you think they could? Either they weren't very good at writing or they just didn't happen to have either their writing pad and stylus with them and the wax had run a bit low and blow it, the iPhone 6 wasn't quite available. So you're going to have to help them. I hope one of you, two of you, have got a little yellow card, yeah, like this. You might want to take that now and one or two of you may even have a pencil. If you're short then, of course, I think that's a good use of the notice sheet, don't you? Write down the side a little prayer that might come to you. So here I am, I'm a shepherd, and I'm thinking, "Mm, what on earth shall I say, Lord? Give me a clue. Uh, What shall I say thank you for? Um, Well, look, I want to tell you that one or two lovely presents. Here's one on my desk. Here's a card I had at Christmas. So thankful for God's many blessings. That's the children. 
Um, here's another one I got saw in the paper yesterday. The best present I ever received, my wife. And then I think the most beautiful thing I heard was on a wonderful email from friends at Elam Ministries of a man called Farshid Fati. And he had been a pastor in Tehran and he had been in prison for his faith for five years. They said they'd let him out in September and then October and then November, but it never happened. They kind of cheated him a bit. But guess what? On December the 20th, he was released. And we hear from his family, it was the best present ever to have Daddy home for Christmas. How about that? So we praise God, and this will inspire you. So, there you are. You're faced with the empty page, and you've got your pen in your hand, and you're licking both ends and wondering, what on earth shall I say to God with this beautiful baby, and oh, it's been amazing, and where shall I start? Well, like a good Blue Peter presenter, here's one I did earlier. And so here is my little thank you letter from the shepherds to God. And you can fill it in if you think it's any good. But please add to it if you'd like to add your own thing. Here's the first one. It's five pages, actually. Not bad for me. Dear God, thank you so much for your very kind gift at Christmas. It was great. Okay, so you have to fill in the gaps. So what was your great present and your scarf and your CDs and your lightsaber and you have to add in what was your really good present okay and of course at the next deeper level because the angels do break through what was your feeling about Jesus that was God's gift to you showing you something deep about the gift of Jesus remember and this was Andrew's quote at the carol service God is kind. Titus 3, 4. But when the kindness and love of God our Saviour appeared, he saved us. Not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Saviour. God is kind and he's given us Jesus. So I think that's good, isn't it? Dear God, thank you so much for your very kind gift at Christmas. Here's the second one. Do you think this is good? It came as a wonderful surprise and made me very happy. Yeah? Now maybe you had got your little Santa list and you'd got sort of five or ten or twenty-one things that you had in your list for Christmas and you were hoping that one of these would come along. And it is wonderful. But even if you've been hoping for it, it does come as a lovely surprise when you open it and there it is. Isn't that wonderful? It's a wonderful surprise. And I think if you were a shepherd and you were looking after those sheep on Bethlehem Hills, that arrival of the angel, and don't forget all the heavenly choir that came in as well afterwards, that would have been a bit of a shock. That wasn't quite on your list, was it? Well, you didn't have Christmas, I suppose, quite yet, but... This was a great surprise. And did it make you very happy? Well, I've told you, it took them from a great fear to a great joy. And I'm hoping that you will have been moved from an anxiety to a joy, knowing that Christ, Emmanuel, is God with us. A saviour 
saving us from awful things, saving us for his beautiful calling. Number three, if you always have to write this, I'm telling you now, it is just what I always wanted and was hoping for. Yeah? Now, you may think, well, that's a bit pretending, Bruce, because um, I'm not sure I really wanted that segue. I just wanted the roller skates. But anyway, whatever it was, I think you want to say it was a wonderful gift. Those Jewish people, by the way, were hoping for a savior and a deliverer. They wanted to have a slightly easier life, not so much hardship and not such high taxes. They wouldn't mind having their nation back with a king of their own and temple worship. To have a savior who would take them to glory, well, that would be the cherry on the cake. This is what they were wanting. This is what they were hoping for. And by the way, it's something that Mary was told she could hope for, a great gift. And it was something that Simeon thanked God for because he and Anna were looking forward to the coming Messiah and the consolation of Israel who would console them, give them comfort and peace and hope. They were wanting a saviour. They were hoping for one. Were you? I hope you felt that you could say this would be a thank you to God for the saviour as the shepherds had said. After all, they were delighted to go to Bethlehem and see the thing that had happened. And guess what? They were absolutely amazed when they saw him. Now, here's the thing. When the shepherds went away, I'm coming to the fourth page, they said, when they'd seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told him about this child. So here I've put for my fourth page on the thank you letter, I am willing to share it with my family and my friends. Ah, now there's the test. It's my train set, move over. (laughs) Uh, I think that these shoes only fit me. New shoes for Christmas? I know someone who's got that. Mind you, if they're socks, perhaps you don't want to share them with your family and friends, but uh, I leave it to your discretion. But what they're saying is that when they see Jesus, they can't keep it in, can they? They've got to go and say, you cannot believe what's happened in Bethlehem this weekend. And gradually, the good news is shared. Jesus was telling his friends when he called them, come with me, we'll go to the towns and villages and we'll share this good news. And um, when Jesus on the Emmaus Road, hearing these people in conversation, they said, you're the only person in Jerusalem who's never heard. What things have been going on? Well, they, when they saw Jesus, who he was, they rushed back and they said, Jesus is alive. So this gift of Jesus, born as a child, dying as a saviour, risen as our Lord, is something so precious we want to share it. But not just because you go to a course or some vicar tells you to. You want to feel the joy of the Holy Spirit welling up inside you and overflowing, overflowing in worship first and then in witness second. Or perhaps it could be witness first and worship second. What do you think? For the shepherds, it was witness first and worship second, wasn't it? Verse 17 they went to share, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about the child. And everybody who heard it was amazed at what the shepherd said. 
But verse 20 says, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they'd been told by God's messengers, the angels. So I hope you're willing to share the good news of Jesus with your family and friends with a card or a CD or a hug. One more page, we're nearly there. You've got to sign off somehow. That's the tricky bit, isn't it? Because you don't want to go on for too long. How do you sign off in this letter? Well, I've got this one here. I do look forward to seeing you soon. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've got here at the end, with lots of love and many thanks again for your awesome gift. Indescribable is a bit, I couldn't spell that bit, so I called it awesome. Will that do? And uh, I look forward to seeing you soon. And here's the thing. You've seen the story then of Jesus. Would you like to see him one day? Well, either he is going to come and be with us, and when we see him, we'll be like him, or we are going to go to him. In fact, you could say, with Tom Wright, that all of heaven and earth is going to be transformed under the kingly rule of Christ, and all things will be brought together with Jesus Christ as our Saviour, Lord, and King. What a beautiful prospect. Now, at the moment, you're probably wanting to say, who shall I visit or who haven't I seen of my family? And I'd love to see you, because in a sense, the gift is a sign of love. And you want to go and say thank you to the person who's given you the gift. A letter is not bad. A phone call is pretty good. Maybe you do text, WhatsApp, or something you do. Anyway, you've got to show the love. With lots of love and many thanks again for your awesome gift. How far have you got to on your little yellow card? Well, you can have a little start. Now, not very far, I know. Maybe I rushed you a bit. But you can go home and say Thank you, Lord. Look, I have cheated a bit here because I picked up a card off the table which gives me a start. There's a thank you card, right? You could start with one of those and you can say thank you. Well, oh look, here's one. You've been given an indescribable gift. Now pass it on. There's a a little letter for you. Pass it on. How are you going to do that? Well, how about a simple thank you? There's much more we can say, but in the end... The simple word is, thank you, Jesus, or thank you, Lord. Thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Those are the three times thanks be to God comes in the Bible. But you can find a way of saying thank you, Lord. And if you don't know how to say thank you, well, I'm a bit old-fashioned. I found an old book in the vestry. And I thought I'd pray it with you to round off this prayer. Oh, and by the way, I also found a kneeler at the front. You've got some saints up here, you know. St. John the Evangelist. We don't want John Lewis so much as John the Evangelist. And this is his day today. And we remember how John wrote, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever believes in him, a Jew or Gentile, then and now, should not perish but have 
everlasting life. That's worth saying thank you for. Shall I pray? I'm going to use this kneeler for support. And kneel at this little manger. And I'm going to say this old-fashioned prayer. It's called the General Thanksgiving. Join me in your spirit if you'd like to. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful and that we may show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen.